It's time for us to begin, so if you'll come in, have a seat. We'll get going. I'm going to talk to the elders, but when we're down in number like this, I'm going to propose mandatory seating in the, uh, in the first three rows here. No, I'm not. Because uh, we can't make you and you wouldn't come. Uh, turn number 180. 180. We'll have a couple of songs, uh, reading and prayer. Uh, Jeremy uh, has that, and then John will have a closing prayer. We're seeing uh, all three verses of God is love. Let's stand while we sing this song. Come, let us all unite to sing God is love. Next song is number 282. 282. Sing verses 1, 2, and 4. 
Then we'll have our reading and prayer. <clears throat> I know that my Redeemer lives and ever prays for me. I know eternal life He gives from sin and sorrow free. Got a reading? First Peter four six, ten. First Peter four ten. <clears throat> you pray with me, please. Father, we are truly thankful for your presence, your blessing, your uh, your strength, your guidance, for your courage. For all that you give us, Father, all that you do for us each day, we're thankful for another opportunity where we can assemble, where we can worship, and freedom and peace, where we can remember your son and what he's done for us. We're thankful, Father, for all the many things that you've done. To help us to serve you with what you've given us, help us to be good stewards and, and uh, put to use, Father, the many material blessings that we have uh, to reach those around us. Take advantage of the opportunities we have to tell them about you and your love. Just continue to guide each one of us, Father, in, in what we do each day. Help us to be good examples and a good reflection of that love. Watch over and bless the church here, Father. Um, the many things we have going on, the many things that we are involved in, the many, Father, who we, uh, of our number who are sick and who are hurting and who are struggling. Uh, we all, Father, struggle with different things, and we all have different issues in our life. Just help us to work those out. And give us the strength that we need. Give us the, the courage that we need. Uh, 
give us the stamina that we need, Father, to overcome what we face. We're thankful, Father, for, uh, for the church here, for what, what we are to the community, for the standing that you've given us, for the opportunities that you've given us, and help us to take advantage of all of those. We're thankful, Father, for your son most of all, for all that we have through him, for his, for his life, Father, for his teaching, his examples, ultimately for his death and the home that we have waiting us when this life's over. Just help us to strive toward that goal, to never lose sight of that goal. Guide us through the rest of the service, Father, and all that we do, Father, help it be pleasing to you in accordance with your will. Uh, and bless us for being here this afternoon. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> First Peter 4.10 Each one should use whatever gift he's received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. For the lesson we'll sing number 462. 462. If you're using a book and would like to mark our song of invitation, it'll be number 551. 551. We sing all four verses, uh, 462. So if you will, please stand again. Then we'll turn it over to Chris. Hmm. Oh, for our faith that will not shrink, though pressed by Welcome back. I hope and trust that you had enough to eat and that everyone is ready to focus and not sleep. <laughs> uh, so I kind of wanted to think through uh, our service projects for, uh, for the lesson this, uh, this evening during our 1 p.m. service here. I kind of wanted to think through what we're going to do with our service projects in the, in the, in the coming months. Um, last, last year and the previous year, we were forced to cancel all of our projects because of COVID. Uh, just this big hurdle that got in our way, but I feel like we're getting back on track now. So I kind of wanted to retool, I guess, uh, how we use our uh, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. service projects the last Sunday month, 
uh, service projects, kind of wanted to retool them, and I kind of wanted to explain that uh, over the next several minutes uh, and so you kind of know uh, what's going on, but also so you can get behind it. Uh, I think these are good things, things that we should be doing um, and things that, uh, that God will be pleased with us for doing. Um, there's a principle that I've been kicking around over the last several months as I've been thinking about this, uh, these service projects and how, how we should use them and how they can most benefit our congregation as well as our community and the world. Um, because we're doing some service projects this year that are going to affect the world. We're also doing some that are going to affect our community, and, and all of them are going to affect our congregation here as a whole. So I've been, I've been kicking around some principles in my head, and one of the principles I keep coming back to is, um, I suppose, a business principle. At least it, it functions well in business. Um, and, it, and it's simply this. If you serve in your wheelhouse, you excel. If you serve in your wheelhouse, you excel. Uh, you probably may be more familiar with uh, the thought couched in this way. If you do what you love, you what? You never work another day in your life, right? Because you're loving what you do. How I'm thinking about that in my head over the last several uh, months and, and as we look forward to our service projects over, the, over this year is if you serve in a place where you're passionate, you excel. Let me give you a business example, and then I want to talk Bible. Um, Elon Musk has found a, a niche where he can serve in a place that he's passionate about, and it has served him well, right? If you don't know Elon Musk, he is the, the inventor of PayPal, SpaceX. Uh, he's the owner of Tesla, uh, the car um, giant now. A uh, very innovative guy, but he has found technology and a way, and apparently his, his passion is getting technology to work for people in, in the best way possible. And it's made him uh, the richest guy on the planet, uh, arguably one of the most successful businessmen in the world right now. When we take that principle and put it to Scripture, we find something even more impressive. When we serve in a, in a way that we're passionate about, that also fits into God's kingdom, God meets us there. And we get to partner with God to do something pretty incredible. Anytime you can team up with God, you know you're on the right path, right? You know that you're, you're onto something that can be used in an incredibly big way. So one of the things that I'm thinking uh, for our service projects now is we need to find things that we're passionate about that are also things that God is passionate about. And if we can connect your passion to God's kingdom, then we can excel in exponentially. It works in business. It's going to work in the kingdom uh, even better because we come alongside God to partner with something, uh, to do something that he wants us to be doing anyhow. So what we're thinking is if you've got a passion for helping the hurting and your talents lie in, say, crocheting, then you can help us make um, hats, beanies, for, for the cancer patients uh, here in um, Huntington. I've already talked to the Cabell um, Oncology Ward, and they are happy to pass out um, the beanies that we make uh, for, for that. We can give them to homeless people. So you begin to see, like, if you have a passion for those who are hurting, those who need help, and your passion lies in, in this particular avenue, then you can come alongside and, and, and uh, make 
hats. Now, hats are just a small thing, right? They're not, it's, it's not world changing, right? But didn't Jesus say something about, didn't he have a parable about something like that? Mustard seed parable, remember this? It's this tiny little mustard seed. It's not much, right? But when you come alongside God, what happens? Incredible things can happen, right? He can use small things to accomplish incredible things. So that's kind of what we're thinking through with these service projects. We, we need to be able to make something that is inconsequential. It's, it's small, right? In our eyes, it's small. But if we're faithful and we align our passion alongside God's, what can He do with it? He could do anything with it, couldn't He? He could change the world, couldn't He? He could open up people's eyes, couldn't He? He could use this as an evangelistic tool, couldn't He? He could use it to edify the church, couldn't He? He could use it as a benevolence, an outreach of benevolence, couldn't He? Certainly, He could. And so we're looking at using small things that we're passionate about, that God's also passionate about, and we can partner with Him to do something that in our eyes is very small, but He can turn into something that's really incredible. Uh, not all projects that we're going to be doing are going to interest everyone. I get that. It's really hard to come up with a project that everybody's good at. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I'm not going to be really great at crocheting hats. And that's okay. What we want to do is for some, of, for some of us that have a passion for helping those who are hurting, if you can make a hat on the day that we do those things, awesome. If you want to go the other avenue, that's fine. We've got a couple options for you today. But as we're thinking about these service projects as a whole, what we're trying to accomplish is laying your passion right alongside a passion of God. God cares about those who are hurting, right? That's scripture. He cares about those who are hurting. If you have a passion for crocheting or for um, crafting in that way, and you can lay your passion right alongside God's, he can do something with that. So that's kind of what we're thinking through uh, with these projects. Um, what I'd really like to happen and, and kind of the, 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 the heart behind this is you take it and run with it. You take the, the hats, the beanies. Uh, Amber Payne's going to be doing uh, the beanies for us. She's in charge of, of teaching us how to make the beanies and all that kind of stuff. She's make, uh, been doing this stuff since she was like 16 and has, um, delivers like 100 hats a year to um, uh, just, just a, a, an organization that um, it, it needs them and things like the Cancer Award and stuff. Um, so what I'm thinking is something very much like what she's already doing, like what some of you guys are already doing. You found a passion that is also God's passion and you're working in that ministry to do something great with God. Take it and run with it. All we want to do on these last Sunday of the month service projects is add fuel to your fire, basically. Um, get a lot of us together, and then we can make a lot of hats. And if we come up with 10, great. The Cancer Award will be happy to have 10 beanies, and maybe something good comes out of that. Uh, if, incidentally, while you're making those beanies, uh, especially if you're making them at home or if you're making them here with us, uh, count up the time it takes you to make that thing. And, and let's write down a, a little note on the on the card to the person that receives the beanie and say, hey, I, I was praying for you. I don't know who you are, but I was praying for you during this, this allotment of time. Um, I, I talked to the Father about 
your condition and, and that he bring you peace and comfort and healing and strength and endurance and these things that these folks need. Um, it's more than just a hat. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's a ministry. It's more than a hat. It's a ministry. Um, and when we are faithful to do things that are in line with God's kingdom, he always shows up. He always shows up every time. If you're faithful to do something that's in line with his kingdom, he always has your back and he'll grow that thing. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. You have evidence after evidence in scripture of people doing these really small things. We talked last week in our Bible class about Barak just showing up when Deborah asked him to lead a, a group of uh, soldiers uh, to, against the Canaanite king to Mount Tabor. He, di- he didn't really want to. He wasn't excited about it. He just showed up and he said yes and, and he went with it and God did this incredible thing through something that Barak had to think was very, very small. It's not just a hat. It's a ministry. And when we line up behind God to do something that he's passionate about, he blesses it. He grows it. So that, that's kind of what I'm thinking with, with these service projects. Um, I don't want them just to be something that we do on uh, the last Sunday night of the month in, in February. Um, I think they were great when we were doing them in 2017, 2018. They were really good back then, right? You remember those, those things that we did? I thought those were really well. I was really proud of how we all got behind a certain thing and did it, and it worked out really great. The only problem was a lot of us only did them that day, right? This, this, new, this new idea is not just a one-time deal, but it's a ministry. It's something you do on a weekly, monthly, and, and, and yearly basis. This is, this is what you la- wrap your life around in some extents. Um, so today, your options are you can make beanies, and you can meet Amber down in the, uh, the, the old, old auditorium. I call that the antique auditorium in my head. Now I've just said it out loud so you guys know what I'm talking about when I say antique auditorium. It's the one all the way down to the end. Uh, you can meet Amber Payne down there and she'll show you how to make uh, the beanies. You can also make uh, cards uh, for some of our foster kids in NECO. If you're not familiar with NECO, it uh, is an organization in South Point that houses, um, that helps um, kids that are in rough situations get out of those rough situations and, and give their parents some, some time to, um, to get every, all their ducks in a row and to, uh, to return back to the safe spot for the kids. Right now they have something over 100 kids in, those, in that situation. They've got 100 kids in various houses throughout our community. And what happens on those kids' birthdays? I don't know how much time you've spent thinking about that. We've spent quite a bit of time thinking about that because of our situation. But... Uh, those kids a lot of times leave their houses in a very quick hurry. They don't have luggage, so you know what? They put their clothes and their, their baby dolls in and their, and their stuffed animals, and they put them in trash bags. And what does that say to a kid? What would that say to you? That you're trash, right? And so anything that we can do to help these kids uh, seems like a win. Uh, James one twenty seven says that pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, that you visit the orphans and the widows in their distress. So I think it's something that's very close to God's heart. So anytime that we can help an orphan or a widow, we're lining up behind him uh, to do something that he's passionate about. It's just a birthday card, right? It's not just a birthday card, is it? When a, when a kid gets that birthday card in the mail, what's going to happen to their faces? They're going to smile. It makes their day, right? 
especially if they've lost a lot of stuff like a lot of these kids have. It's not just a birthday card. It's not just a hat. It's a ministry. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than, than what you're making because God comes alongside of us and he does something. He makes it grow. Um, it's the, it's the, the idea of the mustard seed uh, parable that Jesus told. We do this small thing, but we're faithful to do it and we've aligned ourselves with God and his kingdom. So he, he does something. He, he makes it grow. Um, so maybe neither one of those things are, are where your passion intersects with your talent. Um, I'm not incredibly crafty. I made one of those cards for the, for the kids, for the, uh, the Neko kids. I made a birthday card, and it is not good. <laughs> but I'm going to try to make another one, and I'm going to try to make a hat. All I'm saying is these things don't have to be your exact wheelhouse for you to do them, right? If you, if you have a heart for the hurting, that's, that's kind of who we're serving today. We're serving the hurting, whether they're uh, dealing with cancer, whether they're homeless, or whether they're, they're the disenfranchised kid. So these kids are, are two, three, four, you know, they're just little. And they're starting off life like this, and it's hard, right? I think God's heart's for them, and I think our heart needs to be for them too. And if we can show them uh, a little bit of love in a birthday card, that's an easy thing for us. But what can God do with it? Maybe a lot, you know? Maybe you can do a whole lot with it. So maybe one of these things doesn't intersect with your passion and where your talent lies. My fingers are too fat and not nimble enough to do the crocheting, but I'm going to give it a shot. I think you should too. I think you should give a shot to making the cards. Um, but as the, as the months progress throughout 2022, we're going to come up with different things that we can do. Um, some of you guys saw my Facebook post. My kids have been making these uh, paracord bracelets. Uh, we're going to send them to Africa. I talked to Moses Akmanudo uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said, man, send, send them. And so I've sent them about 40 that, that my kids have made over the last uh, month or so. We spent a lot of money on paracord. <laughs> but next month, we're going we're gonna to make these bracelets. They're really easy to make, and they're a small thing. But when Moses hands them out to a kid in Africa and says, hey, would, would your parents like to have a Bible study with me? What can God do with that bracelet? He can turn that bracelet into a Bible study, maybe. All we're saying is we need to be using our talents to align with God's passion. We can use our last Sunday of the month service projects to do those things. I don't have it all figured out yet. Uh, I've got a couple more ideas. I'd like to do something with food uh, for our homebound members, uh, for maybe the homeless, uh, for people who have just moved into our area. I'd love to do something with food for them. Um, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't have all the answers yet, but I think you might. Um, and so maybe there's something that you're sitting out there thinking, well, I've got a passion. I, I really like doing this. And, and it does line up with God's kingdom. And, and if we made 10 of them, it, it would be helpful. But if we made 1,000 of them, we could find a spot for 1,000 of them too. I want to hear that. Um, I think that may be something that we could get together and do as a whole. What I'd really like to do is do a couple of uh, months worth of the bracelets. Like maybe we do the bracelets on March and September and December or something, and we do the, the, the beanies on January and March and June or something. You know, do it three or four times throughout the year. But then whoever is 
wanting to buy into this ministry. And as new people come into our congregation, we can say, hey, you like to sew? Great. What do you think about crocheting? Can you crochet? And like, well, no. Well, maybe some of these other things are for you. But if they say yes, we're like, oh, man, we've got a perfect spot for you uh, to plug into our congregation. These, th- these are things that I'd like for us to be doing throughout the year. You know, this, it's not just a one day a month thing. It's not something that we just sit on a shelf and think about once a month. But this is something we think about every week. And it's something we're making progress on every week. I think that's where the power is. I think that's where it changes us. If you remember those, uh, those teddy bears we made, um, I keep saying last year. It's not last year, is it? It's been a couple of years since we made those. But uh, that incorporated so much of our congregation. So many of you guys were so faithful to, to help in that. Uh, and that was such a big thing. But in reality, it was just, just teddy bears, wasn't it? But how many of you were there when you saw the kids uh, from NECO? You see their faces when they got their teddy bear? And they thought, somebody outside of these people that I'm living with cares for me. God can use something small to make a huge impact. He's done it all the time. He's done it throughout Scripture, and I think he still loves to do that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what we're thinking with these service projects. They're not just... It's not just cards. It's not just bracelets or hats. It's a ministry. It's something that you buy into, that you sacrifice for, that you spend your time doing. And you like doing it because it's your passion and because it's aligned with God's kingdom. But because of those things, because it's lined up with God's kingdom, God blesses it. He turns it into something big that he can use for his benefit. I hope hope that makes sense. Uh, I don't feel like I've explained it very well, but... I'd love to sit down and talk with you more about it. I'd love to hear your ideas, especially if you've got something that you think, oh, I've got a passion, but I don't know how to use it. Come talk to me. Uh, I've spent a lot of time thinking through this over the last several months, um, trying to find a way that we can utilize our talents in God's kingdom for his benefit, but also something that he blesses in this powerful way. I think we've got some solid ideas, but we want more, you know. Uh, three or four or five more would be great. We're going to continue doing uh, uh, some of the stuff that we've done in the past. We're still going to go visit our homebound members. We're just going to take them uh, a bowl of food next time we go or a loaf of bread. Um, we're still going to help the homeless. We're just going to do it through these avenues. We're going to say, hey, here's a beanie or here's um, a homeless packet or whatever. We're still doing a lot of the same stuff that we did back then. We're adding new things in, um, but we're looking at it completely differently. That's not just a one-time deal. It's a, it's a ministry that you're involved in. We're a kingdom of priests, right? We don't often think of ourselves like that, I think. When you think more about being a kingdom of priests and, and the ramifications of what that looks like on our, on our lives, uh, God's call on our lives because we are a kingdom of priests and the ministries that we ought to be involved in, the sacrifices that we should be making, these are important things. I think these are things that line up with God's, with God's kingdom. And these are the things we're going to start doing um, in maybe a more intentional way, at least with our, with our service projects. It's kind, of, it's kind of the heart behind these things. And we'd love for you guys to get involved uh, with those. I know some of you have been so faithful over the last several years to, to do those things. Be excited about them. I'm, I'm enthusiastic about uh, what, where this can go and what God can do with this. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Uh, about seeing what we can do and what he's going to do uh, through through these different avenues. 
I know this lesson has been particularly evangelistic, um, but if you have not accepted Jesus, if you have not sat down and thought about the ramifications of what it means to be his child, uh, to, to, to inherit salvation, I'd love to sit down and talk with you. Um, today, tomorrow, next week, whenever you're free, I'd love to sit down and talk with you about what that looks like and, and, and the, the obligations that you have and how to inherit salvation. It starts with baptism, doesn't it? And he washes away all of your sins and you're added to his family at that point and you start living your life on fire, passionately serving him for the rest of your life. And this is just one of the avenues that makes that possible, that makes it that, that's helpful in that, in that regard. Maybe you've already made that decision this evening and you just need the prayers of this congregation to be focused and to stay uh, on the path that follows Christ. If we can help you in any way, we want to. Why don't you come as we stand and sing. couple reminders on announcements. As Chris uh, mentioned, this reminder, we'll have the service projects right after our afternoon services. So um, hope everybody can stay and help out with that. Also, just a reminder, on Wednesday, have a Ste Stepping Stone Supper, and that'll be uh, from 5.30 to 6.30. Uh, take a look at the bulletin board in the foyer. There's several sign-up sheets located there. And just a reminder for the need for teachers, if you could help out with that. Um, there's a sign-up sheet you could sign up for, or uh, you can see one of us or Dave and let, let him know. Uh, in terms of um, prayer list, just continue to keep Kristen in your prayers. Jennifer Baker will be starting her uh, treatment this week for breast cancer. Just keep her and Casey in our prayers. And, of course, Roger Pryor and also uh, the family of Junior Sullivan at his passing. That's all the announcements that I have. Uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper, you can do so at this time in the, uh, the conference room. We'll have one more song and a closing prayer. 643, 643.
Sing all three verses. <clears throat> the Lord, my shepherd, is I shall be as a Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the lesson this afternoon and this morning. And Father, for the time we've had to fellowship together and uh, to eat together and to join in fellowship, Father. Father, we do thank you for the works that are planned and will continue to be going on this, this, this year, Father. Branch will bless each one and each person in, that's involved in those things. Father, we do ask your blessings uh, upon the Sullivan family at this time, upon Connie and Kim and Greg and their extended families, Father, that you'll bless them and uh, at this time at their loss. And Father, so many that we've, we've lost and are concerned about this past year and so far this first two months of this year, we just pray your blessings on each family that's been affected in some, in some way. Father, we just pray that you'll be with Roger Pryor, that you'll bless him and Peg and, and Father, for the, the things that he has to face and that Peg has to face. We just pray your blessings on them and that you'll bless them. Father, we do also pray, Father, for uh, the new deacons, Father. We pray for Dickie and Tanya and Greg and Ashley, Father, that you'll bless them. Help them, Father, as they serve you and, and serve this congregation and and share their love for you and share their love for the congregation. Pray that your blessings upon them. Father, for Jennifer Baker and Krista and others, Father, that are dealing with the, the possibility of treatments and things for cancer, we just pray you continue to bless them and help those, those young families, Father, as well. Father, we're so thankful for the example of the young and, and the old and, and all of us, Father, that as we strive to serve you, just help us to to be able to do what you'd have us to do to the best of our ability, and, Father, to give you the glory in all things. Just continue to bless this congregation. Forgive us of our sins, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>